Does anyone want to thumb my hero quest stick? Oh. <laughs> just I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just quickly touch the edge of it. Just a little bit. Right, welcome back to part three of the Epic Trilogy of Podcasts. Uh, I suppose it's our episodic podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. And with that, Tom, take it away. Hello, I'm Tom. He's Tom. Uh, This one is, uh, yes, very nice little pun there. Very good. This one is going to cover in, quite briefly, we're going to look at episodic games downloadable content, and the digital era of gaming uh, all rolled into one uh, very sort of brief uh, kind of podcast here. Also, um, also got, I, sorry, I forgot to mention, we've also got a very special guest coming up later as well. Ah, indeed we do, yes. yes. Indeed we do, although I don't really know much about him. Uh, he's, he says he's, he's, he's popular amongst games journalists. He told me he was a big deal, but I'd not heard of him actually. Yeah. It's interesting, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. people at school who go, "Oh, everyone knew me at school," and it's like you don't remember them. You know, no, but like, he's sure other people would have heard of him. Fine, he's going to increase enough. our listener base substantially. Apparently, he's mentioned so. that. Yeah. Oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds good. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I mean, you know, I was thinking about this recently because um, uh, you know, Hitman uh, twenty sixteen came out, which uh, is being released across twenty sixteen uh, as uh, as episodic content. But it also comes off the back of the fact that I, uh, Fallout 4 came out and uh, its first bit of downloadable content has come uh, out into the marketplace. And obviously I'm one of these people who, uh, when it was released, I bought the season pass. Mm. More and more these days we're seeing digital games being released. Uh, you know, you're not getting a boxed copy, you're just downloading it and buying it and it becomes something on your game console or your PC's hard drive and that's it. It just sits there and... It accrues content as you, you know, if you've bought a season pass, it just comes as you, uh, as, as the game progresses. Uh, or you just, um, you decide, oh, I want that pack. I'll get that pack as well. Um, so I, I'm one of these people who isn't, isn't averse to episodic content. I think, mm. I think if, it were, if it's done properly, it works well. Uh, I'm one of these people who is still a bit iffy about season passes. For games because sometimes I think you're paying a lot for stuff that you don't know anything about mm-hmm. um, and you're kind of paying a premium price for a game package mm. usually a digital game package these days um, you know you'll, you'll end up paying sort of 60 quid for a 40 quid base game and it's all based on the promise that the downloadable content that's going to be coming out you know, over the next year or so after the game has been launched, is going to be worth yeah, that yeah. sort of extra twenty quid. Um, I mean, I remember you know the Half Life Two episodes uh, coming out, um, and uh, you know after Half Life Two was released, uh, thinking I want more of this story. So when Half Life Two episode one came <coughs> out, I bought it. Yeah, um, that was released in in a sort of a different way. Instead of you paying sort of an upfront cost for everything that was going to come out, it was just, oh, this is the next episode. So you bought it as, you know, it was a slightly less, less, uh, uh, slightly less spicy price uh, for a sort of a cut down version of the main game. And, and then there was another one that came out as well, but they kind of missed the point with the little and often thing that I always think of with episodic content. Um, you know, uh, the, the Half-Life 2 uh, games kind of only managed maybe sort of a, I think it was a couple of episodes in the space of two years and even those were released four years after the game itself Half-Life 2 was, was launched the Telltale games are probably quite a good example of this in the sense that you can pay for the first episode just a price for the first episode and then you pay another price for the second episode and usually these seasons for these games have sort of five episodes that you can pay for in increments or you can just pay one big upfront price which Actually, for Telltale Games, isn't that much? About thirty quid or yeah, thirty forty quid, much. and that's it. You get you, you just as the episodes are released, you just get them, and they just download to your device, and, and that's it. You know, mm. you, you've got them, and it works. I don't mind it. The problem I have is when it's when it's stuff like downloadable content, like the horse armor from Oblivion, <laughs> which has become absolutely a hundred percent maligned and mocked for its terrible content. You know. 
people were expected to pay, you know, a fair few quid for something that just kind of <laughs> yeah. who gives a fuck? It doesn't doesn't do anything. It doesn't it doesn't protect your horse. I mean, it just it well, was nothing. It's ridiculous because it's exactly the sort of thing that would take a, the developer like five minutes to put together. And they're charging. What are you paying for? There should just be tons of that in the game. If you want that in the game, just put it in the game when you release it. I couldn't agree more. And it's things like, um, you know, sort of new layers for a certain type of character. You could buy, you know, if you were a sort of sneaky assassin character, you could buy a layer tailored to a sneaky assassin character. And again, you would kind of think it's just a cave. (laughs) <laughs> that they filled up with some stuff you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. it, it is it's like you say the, the developers probably tossed it out in about mm-hmm. sort of five minutes five, t- five ten minutes just kind of popped some textures in there and things like that and was just like oh, yeah, done brilliant right that's five quid and this is the distinction isn't it because some DLC is is a mini game isn't it like mm. you get an extra part of the story and it's yeah. like you know they didn't <clears throat> it's not like they held it back they weren't like, oh, this is part of the story. We're going to hold it back from the main game, release the main game, and then we'll have something to release like a year down the line mm. or whatever. Like, so they did it with um, like Dark Souls. They they yeah. released, um, you know, extra story bits, and they were a decent length, like a good couple of hours or a few hours. And you'd pay your money, and you'd you. It's just like if you loved that game, it's just more of it. Yeah, you know, so that kind of thing. I I don't see any problem with. I think it's you know it's great. It's just like um. You know, saves you having to wait those few years before they get around to making a sequel. You know, yeah. it fills in the gaps quite nicely. I agree with you. Skyrim is a good example, a game that I've sunk hundreds of hours mm. into. Um, you know, with its expansions with the uh, with the vampires, uh, you know, Hearthstone and things like that. You know, really, really good little additions to the story that you know you play through the campaign in what maybe seven to eight hours, which is still quite a long time. In fact, fucking. Um, Halo 5 the campaign was only about 8 hours or yeah, 10 yeah. hours and that was a triple A game that you were paying a full price for mm. um, you know some of these expansions that you see coming out like the DLC and I, I you know I, I, I hear tell that the Fallout 4 expansions that are coming soon are you know after this Automatron weird robot expansion which, really out, which apparently yeah. is meant to be very good but um you know, there's there's some really good full story packs coming, and you know, I for one, having enjoyed Fallout Four, uh, the main campaign, mm. I'm looking forward to something that's a, def- a definitive addition to it. Mm. But I'm loathed if I'm going to pay for the whole season pass because I there are parts of it that just you know I've seen the schedule that's coming out, and I just don't I don't find it, I don't find some of it appealing. I I like the idea of getting a big expansion, but I don't like the idea that I'm going to have to pay all this money for a season pass to get everything else that I don't really want and probably won't enhance the game um, just to get this big bit that's coming at the end whereas some of my mates are just like well if you just buy the season pass you'll get you'll get everything anyway even if you don't want it and then and then you'll get the other thing as well and I'm like well it's not about mm. it's not about getting my value for money it's about me making that decision as a consumer to go I want to pay yeah, for that mm. I don't mm. necessarily want that. to pay yeah. for this so it's like I see those games like Candy Crush mm. coming out, and and you you can pay little drip feed mm. uh, micro transit uh, transactions to get you know a power up and, and things like that, and, and that just seems so counterproductive because that that's the next step in this whole farce. Yeah, is is free these, to play games? It's, it's, oh. oh, it's free to play, but if you if you spunk you know sort of fifty p. Every time you play this game, it'll just push you up, and and all those things that kind of go well, you know, for five ninety nine, you could get a thousand gems, which will let you build X, or if you if you spend seventy, I mean, even the even AAA games are doing this now, mm. like um, like Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag mm. had tons of microtransactions that you could do in the multiplayer just to get seemingly different coloured wardrobes for your character and things like that, and you just think this is this isn't what gaming's meant to be about you're no. not meant to you're not meant to sort of pay for a game and then the deve- you know sometimes it seems like the developers kind of go oh i think we could maybe just squeeze a little bit more money out of this mm. like what well, here's some new costume packs yeah here's some new things and and to be honest you know hitman 2016 is a, is quite a good example of um of a game that uh, is coming out in little bite-sized chunks but at least it's coming out you know if you pay for the triple a game you're not paying for a season pass or anything you're literally mm. just like there, there we are there's my triple a price i've played i've played um, sorry 
I have paid for the game. I am now guaranteed for the rest of the year, everything's just coming. I haven't paid for a season pass. I haven't had to go, there's my AAA thing, now I'm going to pay 20 quid on top. I've seen the Ultimate Editions for Battlefront mm. going for on Games for Gold with the discount mm. for about 90 quid. Yeah. And that's wow. everything. And them saying, Battlefront oh, that's the season pass and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, I ain't paying no, that's 90 quid. Destiny, Destiny is like that as well. Yeah. Try to make you pay this massive premium up front for, for just the promise of stuff that was coming. But, you know, some developers will shut down. Some mm. developers will stop developing. Some will ship out their stuff to other companies. It's crazy. So Destiny is a, is a really good <coughs> example of what I think is happening more and more often. A game that was released that wasn't really the complete game. Mm. So what you got was this game that kept people interested for maybe 20, 30 hours. Like mm. the, the, what really interested people were things like the raids, was the multiplayer, and, but it didn't have a full campaign. So then the next year, Taken King comes out, which is the expansion, which is a much more in-depth single-player campaign. Mm. You begin to get the feeling that that's what they wanted to do initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you've ended up doing if you've been playing Destiny for a year is paying an extra 20 quid for what would have been the complete game. Same issue I have with day one DLC. Oh, oh just the idea of that, well, you've bought this game, mm. but it's not really the complete game unless you pay for this as well. And it's oh, it's it even worse when it's you literally have the stuff on the disc. It's there. Yeah. You just can't access it until you pay up the money. Yes. It's literally yeah. daylight robbery. Yeah. That is, um, that's what happened with uh, Dragon Age Origins, as far mm. as I remember. That there was all this stuff sitting on the disc that you could access. Yeah. But you'd have to pay for to get mm, access to, to like it. better loot and, and things like that, and better armor and things. And it just kind of makes you go, why? Bullshit. Why after I've bought this game at full exactly. price, it's, am I having to now stump up another five quid? It just quid? breeds like so much ill will. I just don't, yeah. I don't understand why you would do that to your own fan base. It just, it just to me, it makes no sense. But presumably, these things exist because there are people out there paying for them. And buying the stupid horse armor and buying the Candy Crush um, yeah. transactions and all this stuff. I think it's endemic of the digital revolution in gaming, mm. and, uh, and I'm really glad that we, uh, you know, full disclosure for our podcast listeners, this was initially going to be sort of two separate things. We were mm. going to talk about episodic gaming and DLC, paying a premium for stuff that you don't really know about, and another one was going to be the digital revolution of digital games, you mm. know, without boxes and all that sort of stuff just appearing on your hard drive. But originally. They were going to be two things, but we're rolling them together. And it's an absolutely... It's, it, I completely agree with Sean. It's, um, I, I think this whole situation we now find ourselves in is completely endemic of digital gaming. Do you know, mm. do you know who did it really well? Um, 343 Studios with Halo 5. All the DLC is free for Halo 5. You could They still have microtransactions, but it's for things... You don't have to buy it. It's, it where it's not like one of those, you don't have to buy it, but you know you're going to end up spending 40 quid on it. It's genuinely, you don't need to buy this. You can get all this in the game. Mm. So all the multiplayer maps, all the new multiplayer modes, and they've released like four or five this year, all going to be free on what is considered one of the better multiplayer games at the moment. Um, it is actually quite good fun. Mm. I've got to say, the multiplayer has yeah. held my attention a lot longer. Oh, than 100%. Yeah. Much, much better. But then you get things like uh, Batman Arkham Knight, oh. where they charge people, I think it was 30, 35 quid, mm. might even be 40 quid for the DLC. Wow, really? Without telling anyone what was going to be on it. Now, yes. I actually ended up buying it because I'm a Batman fan. Sarah's a Batman fan. I, I have it too. Yeah. And they showed a hint of hot, classic Harley <coughs> Quinn. Yeah. Uh, Sarah all like that. She's a huge Harley Quinn fan. Mm. So... Um, and what you got was really half-assed efforts at, at some DLC. Yeah. Those, oh, those games aren't... The, the, the later ones are good, actually, that being said. But the early ones, like the Harley Quinn one where you're running around, and just not worth the money at all. Yeah, the one with, the one where you play as Batgirl and Robin yes. is pretty That's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good, I've got to say. Uh, but the one, like, yeah, the earlier ones. And also, all those costume packs yeah. that keep appearing. I mean, I... I I have to admit, I got suckered in by the um, by the Tumblr mm. uh, download as the the Christopher Nolan Batmobile. Here's the joy, though: you can't actually use it in the game. No, you can't use you can't use anything because none of the none of the new car yeah. models yeah. can do the tank. Yeah, 
versions. So, so you can, can only, drive around. Yeah, you can only use it in the races. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Pathetic. That being said, I did my Batman was the eighty nine mm. Batman like roaming around the city, but still not worth the money. Now Battlefront's another one. Mm. Some would even consider Battlefront not a complete game. Mm. Battlefront is just a multiplayer only game that uh, was fifty pounds, I think, when it came out in this country. Mm. Uh, and then the um, uh, subscription pack was thirty-five pounds, without telling anyone what was going to be on it. All that you were promised was it's going to be Star Wars related, and that's usually enough to. Obviously, it's going to be Star Wars related, but yeah. that's usually enough to get people's interest. Uh, to the extent that I bought it, I bought it before I bought uh, when I pre-ordered Battlefront, pre-ordered the um, the the multi packs, the uh, extra levels. Because I thought I was going to love it. And do you know what? I kind of don't love Battlefront. I love that it's set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, see, that's the problem, mm. isn't it? Is that I, I do feel suckered in yeah. sometimes by these things. And I think, this is great. But actually, I all, and, and every time I buy a season pass, I always forget that gaming is cyclical. Yeah. And I know I'm going to play this game for maybe the next couple of months yeah. before something else takes my attention away or Games with Gold has something awesome on it that I'm going to then start playing. And I've got to say, you know, the Hitman purchase, mm. for me, is a bit of an odd one. Uh, when I first bought it, I thought, right, interesting, because they've, they've got a definitive schedule mapped yeah. out and actually it kind of fits the life of a contract killer because you're thinking... Okay, you're not going to be contract killing every day. You're going to be doing sort of something. Oh, that's a really good way of thinking of it. I like that. Yeah, you know, you're, you're going to be sort of, you know, a contract will come in and obviously you're going to get paid a lot of money for it. So you don't necessarily have to do one every yeah. every day, every couple of months or so, you know, or every month or something like that. It's actually kind of like the game is going to expand. And it's all like your, your second life. You're going to get feel, the call. You see it downloaded. Yeah. Like, it's t- you're like, ah, oh, okay. So the Sapienza mission has landed. Right. Here we go. I'm, you know, I'm going in and don't get me wrong. You know, the, the Hitman game is very complex mm. and there's a lot to do. And I, I, I've had tremendous fun, um, fucking up. Yeah. Trying to experiment and do different things. It's not one of those games where it's like the, there is one way to do it. There are multiple ways to do it. Yeah. There are multiple ways that the game wants you to do it. There are multiple games that the game. There are multiple ways that the game doesn't want you to do it. Yeah, yeah. There are multiple ways that you will create while you're playing it. It's just like a sandbox. It's a, you yeah. know, it's a true sandbox. It's really very clever. Um, you know, I'm really quite excited about the April 26th launch. I'm quite looking forward to seeing what happens next. But I've also heard tell that. Um, the developers have also released saying mm, we're not we're not really sure whether we're going to be able to stick definitively to our schedule that we released when we released the initial game, which immediately makes me go, "Fuck! I wish I hadn't bought that as a as a premium straight away because I literally have paid a, a premium price for a game that at the moment has three proper levels." Yeah, and. A multitude of various other game types that they're using to sort of fill the gaps and things, which are also very fun. Yeah. But it, I do feel now at that point where suddenly they went, oh, it'll be it'll be out in April. Uh, it'll be sort of mid-April. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, it's going to be right at the end of April. So you kind of go right. Okay, so the monthly thing you're trying to do isn't working now. You've immediately gone from. You know, we launched at the beginning of March, we're going to get you something in a month. No, no, we're not, we're going to get you something in two months. And you think, right, what's going to happen after Sapienza comes out? The next mission, is that going to be two months down the line? Or is it going to be a month down the line? Because <coughs> if it's two months down the line, it's four months from the initial release. Absolutely. Rather than, yeah. Absolutely. And then there's a gap, and then the next three... Yeah. missions are coming out towards the end of the year sort of uh, August, September, October time so there's a bit of a gap so a lot of this has been bought on faith if it turns out that they're all as good as the Paris mission mm. which was the one it launched with uh, and the other two tutorial missions hey I've got no problem I yeah. love the Hitman games yeah. I've, I've played Blood Money and uh, you know Absolution to death um, I will I will play and I'll be happy. But there is still that part of me at the moment that is wishing I didn't spend all that money. I just bought the first episode. I'm, I'm, doing, it, I'm doing it episode by episode. <laughs> you will end up paying more. Yeah, and, and I'm, I know. And I think that's... I think I'm okay but with you'll that. you'll spread it across the year. 
A and, and <coughs> B. Excuse me. If two and three turn out to be shit, then I'll be. You like, won't regret it <laughs> yeah, too much, yeah. will you? Yeah. Whereas I'm suckered in, I'm locked in for the entire thing. Whether I want them or not, they will all download to my system. But you know that's that. I've, I've already said I bought the Battlefront DLC. I've bought, <laughs> yeah. I've bought, I've bought the, the 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 two worst sets of DLC: the Battlefront and the the Arkham Knight mm. DLC. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm as much of a sucker as anyone else. Um, it's the same with Telltale games, like Walking Dead season one. I bought season by uh, episode by episode, but then season two just went. This is going to be good. So I'm gonna download the whole thing. See, I bought Game of Thrones. <laughs> I bought Telltale's Game of Thrones series mm. um, on both the Xbox 360 and uh, the Xbox One, and I'm I'm still not entirely sure why I did that. <laughs> um, I really don't know why I did that. Um, but that is one of those ones that I paid. I paid for the whole series of it and mm. played it all the way through on Xbox One as they as they arrived. And I've got to say. Um, there were notable lacks, uh, notable lapses in quality yeah, between but... episodes. In actual fact, I'd say it's probably one of the it's probably one of the worst Telltale games I've ever played. It was the first episode was pretty promising and pretty mm. like, oh my god, there's some major plot. You know, it's brilliant. You know, it's kind of like watching the series. And then Telltale kind of missed the point of Game of Thrones, which is that it's Game of Thrones isn't actually all about the dramatic murders mm. and people suffering all the time because sometimes it's actually about the people kind of winning and getting what they want and, and all these kind of joyous things it just got more and more depressing and the and the, the member of, members of the house that you play just seemed to suffer more and more and, and it kind of it really got like it was a drag man it mm. was a drag but what can I do you know we always talk about how we should speak with our wallets mm. but once you've bought a season pass, there's nothing you can do about it. The developers have the money in their pocket, and yeah. that's it. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever bought any DLC, ever, or a season pass, or anything. I'm trying to, or any kind of microtransaction. I've never paid for anything. Right, um, so we are interrupting, or this is the end of the podcast, wherever we're going to sling this in, whatever. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest, um, a very prestigious member of uh, a community that we love um, here. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say any more, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm James Gurnalist, the Games Journalist's Games Journalist. Think of me as a cross between Han Solo and Lord Byron, but, you know, more about Games Journalism. I've spent the last 12 years intrepidly travelling from one end of the globe to the other to bring my audience the very best in untamed games journalism. I've written for websites like IGMM, Nataku, GamePots, Polywogglegon, and uh, magazines like uh, PC Gamering, PC Friends Only, I Love Games A Lot, Weekly Magazine, and Razzle. Anyway, enough about me. I'm uh, looking forward to starting my reviews on uh, Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, thanks for the introduction there. Oh, no worries. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Do you listen? Oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, to things, uh, people. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you listen to this podcast? Yeah, to the... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, okay. okay. Didn't sound too convincing. I'm not lie. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, you're here to do our games reviews, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So, um, um so, what are you going to be reviewing for us today? Well, I was uh, I was looking at the uh, the topics that uh, you guys were thinking about discussing. The chocolate uh, bars, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the episodic model for me is uh, very interesting, um, especially uh, because of the uh, um, the, uh, the the release of Hitman twenty sixteen, uh, which um, you know uh, is uh, is episodic. <laughs> so. Uh, you know that's that, that's really what kind of um, uh, prompted me uh, to really go for this one. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to loop into it like I do with most of my reviews. Um, I've been told that the year 2016 in brackets is very important to point out in any review of Hitman 2016 because uh, this is a reboot. Yeah, that's another reboot out of the many reboots that we're seeing these days uh, that call themselves only the first part of a game's 
franchise's name, That's you know, because cool. like yeah. Tomb Raider and uh, things like that. Uh, I'm just going to ignore it and try to carry on, like, you know, when my butler brings cucumber sandwiches in while I'm bathing. Um, <laughs> in a nutshell, uh, what I've seen so far in the intro pack and what's been promised looks good. Uh, the intro pack comes with the tutorial levels and the first main location, Paris, which is absolutely fantastic. Where's that, sorry? Paris. 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 Um, I, I don't appreciate uh, my accent being mocked, actually. Uh, um, where is it? Well, I, can't, I can't place your accent, actually. I'm, I'm from Peckham, actually. Uh, uh, originally. Uh, that's it. That's, it's, so, yeah, you know, now you said it. it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can hear it, can't you? Uh, so, I mean, it's good news for the fans. This, this is Hitman back to its sort of um, uh, blood money level of hitmanery, uh, if I'm going to coin a phrase. Um, open locations with targets to eliminate and many ways to do so. The fun has always been in repeat play and uh, experimentation, and it's here in droves. It's so, a lot of, lot of fun experimentation. Well, absolutely, yeah. yeah it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, and, and I have to say, Paris is great. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastically built level. Um, the been, basic premise. You've been is, there many a time, though, right? Uh, ab- absolutely. In fact, my mother's uh, Parisian, uh, so that's, that's where the other <laughs> the, the accent comes from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. definitely see it for the yeah, country. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yourself in a far- uh, fashion show set in Paris. Um, it, it's the basic premises with two targets to eliminate. Uh, the only problem: one is shadowed by a bodyguard, and he frequents all the public places. So that's kind of a tricky one. Um, but the other one's on the top floor overseeing a clandestine auction of secrets. Disguises, my friends, and distractions are your allies. Use them well, but above all, experiment. See the sights of the level, listen to the conversations. They all come together to provide hints of opportunities that you can use how you see fit. It's complex, it requires patience, it requires forethought. There's a smattering of stealth, careful timing, just like when I'm considering how best to climb off your mum. Um, <laughs> but anyway, now for the elephant in the room, the episodic release model. This is, this is the crux, if you will, the linchpin of my entire review. Valve tried it with the Half-Life games, and they only managed to get two out in the space of two years. Okay, Missing the point of the whole little and often content model that episodic kind of brings to mind um and they face criticism for it you know absolutely quite rightly and luckily that you know those games are pretty good quality quantity finding a very happy medium that gamers are willing to accept albeit grudgingly with endless endless forum posts that really aid into my evenings reading you know after i finish writing them um square Enix and io are trying it here with the new hitman releasing main story contracts at what they're calling monthly intervals it sounds good right you know it sounds like a really good thing uh, however, I don't care what anyone says. Releasing the first pack at the beginning of March and the second at the end of April is not monthly, by any stretch of the imagination. Do the sums. In fact, I'm just going to do the sums just quickly here again. <laughs> just uh, hang, hang on a second. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's two months. Yeah. <laughs> two months. Uh, but it's a minor beef. I'd rather it be released when it's right than not. But then they did say that about Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> and that took for fucking effort. Um, he's not here right now, but um, he had to uh, disappear. But Tom, uh, he's he's very disappointed by Duke Nukem Forever. Do you feel similar? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, waste of time. You guys would get on really well. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. He sounds like a really good guy. Actually, he's handsome. Actually, is what I'm. Bit of a prick. Bit of a prick. Yeah. So how's it working so far? Well, April 26th, we'll see the release of the next location, Sapienza, which is a coastal town, which kind of looks a bit like Sorrento in Italy, if you've never been there before. It's where I was actually last week, and very nice. Uh, Not much more is known about it, to be honest. There was a teaser trailer released, which was uh, 30 seconds of exactly the same still shot, a little bit of animation on the water. But IO and Square Enix are keeping us interested with the, frankly, excellent escalation contracts being released in the interim. Basically... And this is the whole, pro- uh, whole kind of premise of how the escalation contracts work. They pick an NPC as your target, not the targets from the actual mission. The first time you play, it's as simple as using just a predetermined disguise and weapon. So you have to be dressed as like maybe the palace staff member. <coughs> <coughs> sorry, sorry, just, just had a little tickle there in my throat. Um, Simply just a predetermined disguise and weapon, okay? Uh, And the next level is the same target, but with an added objective, such as hiding the body within 90 seconds. The next time you play the same contract, they add another target to your list. Then they add a new disguise or a new weapon, until you've played the same version of the same hit five times with an escalating difficulty curve. It sounds 
a bit funny. But actually playing it in process, in, in, you know, actually playing it, it is fantastic. It keeps you keeps you enthralled, and they keep adding these escalation contracts as the uh, as the time progresses, fills in the gaps, and they actually feel like you're playing a new game every time. <laughs> Planned to appear are also these things called so-called elusive targets. Now these are these are sort of monthly or weekly kind of timed events that people can take part in. Targets appear in a level for a limited time and you have to rub them out or miss them forever. At the moment, it sits there temptingly, just in the game menu as a locked option, but more is going to be revealed soon. It would appear allegedly and apparently, and probably, and um, potentially. Um, so I'm just going to boil it down to the essential things. Is it fun to play? Yes. Does it require patience and planning? Yes. Does it, does it make you feel like a king when you pull off a good hit? Yes. Is it worth buying the full content package? Probably. I think if you're a fan, get in now. Although, with the episodic content model, you're probably going to be a bit worried about the sort of drop in quality, potentially, between maps. Anyway, fans of the series, like me, we're going to be able to see between the clouds of nonsense being spoken about the episodic model and the fear of the falling quality. And hopefully, I'm hoping that this new release is going to see some new fans being drawn to the franchise uh, because it's certainly worth their time. And, and you know what? There's a whole world of assassination to explore. And it's going to open up over 2016. It's going to be huge. So if you're a fan, buy it now. If you're not, check out what comes at the end of April uh, before you make a decision to buy the whole pack. Simple as that. And that's it. I'm done. Done? Yeah. Wow. Okay, thanks, James. That's very insightful. Yeah, Thank you good. very much, James, for joining us. No, you're welcome. Yeah, it's fine. I feel like you learned a lot. And, you know, you flew in just for this. So. Yes, yeah, especially from Canberra via New York via... Peckham. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, don't worry about it. I mean, God could yeah. go and see me ma. <laughs> <laughs> good old ma, eh? Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. You've got to go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, my uh, my taxi. Uh, uh, you're not going to stay for the... Uh... No, 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 no. I've, got, I've got to go anyway. I mean, yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah, but thanks. No, no, great. thank you. Thanks, James. Thanks. Yeah, excellent. See you next week. Great. Yeah. Oh, you're coming back next week? Uh, yeah, probably, I guess. So. Oh. Well, my contract says I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, thanks very much, James. Mm, thanks. Thank hard this week not to um, sound like a broken record and bring up Nintendo but I'm going <laughs> to no yes I think it's I think it's a valuable part I think yeah. you're going well, to tell us it's that topical. Nintendo puts to shame I'm going to no not 100% actually it kind of so they've got good examples and some worrying examples um, a really good example is Splatoon or kind of good it, a lot of people said when it was released it wasn't a complete game mm. they didn't feel it because it had like three um, three maps or something and two game modes it wasn't a lot of content. It had the single-player campaign as well, but that was only eight hours-ish long. And But Nintendo already had the first uh, lot of DLC planned. And that came out pretty swiftly, and that um, made a big difference already because it you know increased the amount of maps and blah, blah, blah. And they've been doing this very regularly, very regularly, pretty much every time I seem to log on. And I don't play it that frequently, but every time I log on, there's always a big update to do. Now, I've just checked, and apparently, according to this article, so far, considering this only came out um, middle of last year, mm. they've uh, since released 43 new weapons, 11 new stages, and three new modes, and all of it is just free. Mm. There was no upfront cost or anything, no DLC. You know, I paid £30 for the game, and everything thereafter comes out for free. It's the same mm. with Mario Maker. Mm. Mario Maker, um, you, you know, you pay money for the game and they've constantly released um, update after update after update. And it's, I think, you know, that's great because they're just, um, they're rewarding you for having bought the game, not punishing you for it mm. by saying, we're going to keep this back and then we're going to charge you for it. You know, fair enough. They're saying, you know, we're going to release it as it is now, but we've got more planned. You know, Think that didn't used to happen back in the day because hmm. things used to come on a cart or a CD, and they'd be like, "Well, that's it, you've got it. This is the complete game. This, yeah, this yeah. is it, even with bugs and all." Nowadays, we get patches and everything, but as far as you know, in the modern age, I think that's fantastic. Now, they they are experimenting with free to play things, 
Yeah. Um, on my 3DS, they released um, uh, this um, free-to-play thing called the Badge Arcade, which is this uh, grabber game where you um, you grab badges, which you just use to um, decorate your home screen and your 3DS. <clears throat> it's really addictive. It's it's really charming and funny, and it's got this stupid little uh, rabbit character who greets you at the thing. He's quite funny. <clears throat> and But they... Um, it gives you um, generally a, a way to play it without ha- pa- paying anything. So it gives you every day you get to have a go on this practice catcher, and pretty much every day you get a free play to then go in the bad arcade and you know get some stuff. But if you want to carry on, then it, it's something like for uh, five goes on the grab machine, it's like a quid roughly, mm. and it's like whoa. That's, that's it for you know. It's not like you can fair enough if you go to an arcade and you're doing that. You're putting money into a real machine. You've got the trust of we're in something real and tangible. This is for just, you know, just little icons basically, and it's a little bit worrying. And they've recently, uh, have you heard of Mitomo? Yeah, yeah. It's Nintendo's first um, um, uh, mobile app. Yeah, first mobile app. The first go at doing, um, you know, like an iOS or Android type app. And it's a, um, it's basically a kind of um, free to play Tomodachi life. Not that you know what that is, but it's basically like a Sims type game. Yeah. And so you have your me. It's it's kind of like a social network. And again, it doesn't really cost any money per se. But uh, so you have your little avatar guy, your me, and you other your friends and everyone they have their me's. Although I haven't got any friends who've got it, so it's just me at the moment. <laughs> nice in a big white room. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, <coughs> basically you, you kind of answer questions and then your friends answer questions as well and you take photos with your thing and pose them and stuff anyway you can get costumes for them and it, it's got a uh, dropper game and that and that dropper game again is costs real money mm-hmm. and you think god this is like a little bit worrying how they're going down this avenue and with the whole digital thing Nintendo uh, used to have a thing called Club Nintendo, which yeah. used to be yeah, the rewards yeah, yeah. scheme. So we used to open up like your box, um, your, your box of like your retail copy of a game, and it would have like um, a sixteen-digit um, number on it, which you could go onto Club Nintendo, type it in, accumulate points, and then those points you could then trade in for these really cool like collectibles. You know, it could be like figurines, or it could be CDs, or you know, really cool stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else. You couldn't buy them with physical money; yeah. you could only mm. get them through Club Nintendo. Now they closed that recently, and um, the new version of that, which is called My Nintendo, has um, started up. Now, a there's no more um, physical rewards; it's all digital. So you basically get um, now your points get you uh, money off digital copies of games. Or you can get like screen save, uh, sort of uh, themes for your 3DS, um, things along these lines. It's all digital stuff though, so purely download. B, physical copies of the game don't get you points anymore. Only digital copies acu- uh, are the only way to accumulate points. So it's clear they don't want you buying physical games anymore. Mm. Now, the other worrying thing about this is. There's been rumours, and I don't pay attention to NX rumours too much at all because there's just so many of them out there and so many of them are just complete bullshit. But um, there are rumours out there saying that the NX is not going to have any kind of disk drive. I've heard this. It's purely going to be um, a digital-only sort of console. It's almost like people are describing like a streaming type thing. Yeah. What what I don't understand about that is, do you remember the... Think that got kicked up when when everyone yeah. had the Xbox like Xbox One. Xbox One was going to do that, weren't they? Was yeah. was going to be all online. Yeah, always online. Mm-hmm. So surely, if you don't have a disc drive, then the NX will have to be always online because the only way you're going to be able to download games is. I don't know if it'd have to be always online because as long as you've downloaded the game, you should be able to play. You it. couldn't just take a console home to a house that hasn't got. <clears throat> The internet, for example. I could, like, my... I've got a few kind of eShop games on my Wii U, and I'm pretty sure... If, well, I know I can, I, I can take it out of my house and... But the, what everyone likes, what everyone praised the PS4 for was, I could buy a PS4, mm-hmm. I could buy um, the Uncharted collection, yeah. and I could go go to a house that hasn't got the internet, never and, and not do anything on the internet... Uh, never introduced my PS4 to the yeah, internet, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I definitely. could just work my way through the Uncharted collection. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so 
Yeah, it's true. You will if 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 that is the way it's going to go, then yeah, you will have to have internet at some mm. point. But I thought the the Xbox thing was that you have to like constantly log on to the internet, otherwise it doesn't let you play. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that that's the the thing that you know shot them in the foot more than anything else. Yeah, the, the guy who d- was involved in it got fired, didn't he? Yeah, because of it. So really, yeah. Oh wow. I mean, now I mean you don't have to be online. No, no, not at all. But you'll gaming experience will be is enhanced because of things like updates and patches which obviously you know that's what you need the internet for these days is mm. that, but is, they they shouldn't be um, um, compulsory no it's, it's not the, the oh, Xbox okay. didn't do that in the end so yeah, okay. so I, you could take home a copy of Halo like we are talking about the Uncharted collection take an Xbox take a copy of Halo mm. 5 home and you could sit and work your way through that terrible game yeah, so I would be. If I for one would. God be, forbid you ever needed to. Although to be honest, if you bought the Master Chief Collection, hmm. there is no way you would have been able to play that game. No, not without the, the, the like twenty sixteen gig, to yeah. twenty gigs of updates that were needed on that mm. piece of shit when they, they released cocked it. that up. I, I've never seen a studio fuck something up so royally. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, oh, it was terrible. PS4 with Tetris. You heard about that? So they they re-released Tetris on the PS4. <coughs> Um, and it wouldn't work online. And the, the 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 general thought was, it's fucking Tetris. How can you fuck this up? It's Tetris. Exactly. And it just wouldn't. It wouldn't. Apparently, we just wouldn't work online. Wow, it's like, and, and they needed like constant updates. It's fucking Tetris. You can play it on calculators. So it's yeah. Well, I was going to say the whole um, DLC thing. Do you think it's um, partly because the budgets for uh, AAA games, especially nowadays, is just so unbelievably off the chart. Like it's become this multi-billion-dollar industry, whereas it used to be a small team of programmers. You know, potentially. I mean, the the problem I have is is like the the cost of living. The cost of living rises, but my wage doesn't seem to rise in <laughs> yes. in, in line with that. Um, is exactly the same this way. I don't give a fuck if it costs them millions. I don't. I don't care about them recouping their expenses. The fact is that they know that with big game releases like Halo Five or Hitman or something like that, they're going to recoup their expenses, no problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. That maybe the budgets for these games is just so ridiculously outrageous now that they'd have to, they would have to charge like ninety dollars for a game. But they know they can't, so they think, well, what we'll, ha- we'll have to come up with creative solutions of getting ah, more money out of people to get what we need to make to make profit on this. But then they're still spending the money to create. Well, this is the problem. This is why I don't understand these stupid like. Or maybe it is a massive conspiracy, and everything <laughs> we see on DLC is all pre-planned. It's all. It was always meant. To, it was always meant to be part of the main game, but mm. they sort of went right. What can we just partition off? And sell separately at some point down the road, and they went. Well, that that set of quests there could I'm actually not, be bundled. I, I don't know. I'm not sure whether they must know that it's going to breed ill will. And I just, I don't. I think there must be a reason for it. I'm sure if they didn't have Apathy. to do it, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do Apathy. it. Well, they just know that people are suckers, basically. Yeah. Yes. Well, look at it this way. Even in even in matters so serious as as the cost of living rising and our wages staying the same. Mm. When was the last time you? camped outside Downing Street or camped outside uh, Westminster um, haranguing the government for the problems when was the last time that we properly banded together as a people and tried to change something (laughs) do you know what I mean and actually that is what's more important the fact is that they can kind of they can kind of count on the fact that a lot of people will see if if people won't actually protest about (laughs) but I would say if you can afford Video games and DLC, you're not that hard up. <laughs> I don't think it's a no. I, no, I mean the, the fact is though, like I, I, like I say, I, you know, my my income is not big at all. I, 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 I don't tend to buy the AAA releases anymore, mm. apart from when it's something from a franchise that I really want. Like the last big game I bought was was Hitman mm. twenty one sixteen. Um, 2116? 2016. <laughs> and uh, before that, uh, for Christmas, I asked my wife for Halo Four, uh, Halo 5 and um, mm. Fallout 4. And that's it. 
the rest of it, the rest of the games I play are pretty much nowadays the games with gold, mm. free ones that come through. And I've actually uncovered a load of games that I don't think I would have ever, ever played mm. if they weren't being given out free. Seen, um, seen this month's games with gold. Really good. Uh, what was it? It was Lords, Lords of the Fallen yeah. um, and Wolf Among Us. Yeah, and the second half of the month is Sunset Overdrive. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And also the really Xbox good. one is Dead Space. Fucking Dead Space, yes. Dead Space on the Xbox one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Couldn't, couldn't, be, couldn't be more pleased. There's like, that's literally my next few months sorted, <laughs> like, gaming-wise. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play Dead Space again. Yeah. See, so, they're digital copies. There is some good in the world. That all for the price of thirty no thirty nine ninety nine a year for an mm, Xbox Live this, subscription, you get two games for each platform mm. um, released every month. Yeah, two free games, and most of them aren't terrible. You almost don't own them though. I still think with digital copies, it almost feels like you're renting them because you've only got them as long as. You've got an Xbox One. Does that makes mm-hmm. sense. Well, that's not necessarily true because you've got them attached to your game tag. Okay. So, <clears throat> from what everything that Phil Spencer's been saying about Xbox is that the Xbox is now when you the next Xbox you get, it, all the Xbox One games will be compatible on it. Like the, the Xbox is just a gaming hub now, and he was talking about things like expansions for the Xbox, mm. now, upgrading this one console instead of actually just saying here's the Xbox whatever the 722 whatever it'll be called um, so from what I understand all games in the future will be compatible so like if you buy Xbox One games digitally when you get your next console it'll come up saying like, much like when you've got on the Xbox One when you're going through your games um, and you have some backward compatible games it'll come up at the end saying would you like to download this so I'd imagine when the next Xbox console, mm. console comes out, all your Xbox One games will be in a corner and they'll say, would you like to download them? But you're still kind of at the mercy of Microsoft as long as they're keeping that open. You see what I mean? Whereas if you physically own it, no one can take that away from you. Like I have a Super Nintendo and I have Super yeah. Nintendo carts. and no. But your you Super know, Nintendo carts won't work on your GameCube. No, they don't need to. They just so I still have my Super Nintendo. What's the difference there then just keeping your Xbox One and having them digitally? Um, well, yeah, true, but I don't know if it's linked to the online thing or not. No, once once you downloaded them. Oh, okay, yeah, it stays on there. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I thought that like maybe it was like a almost like a streaming thing where that does, you. Um, oh that no, 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 it's no. a yeah. solid download to your hard drive. Fair enough. It's it's right there. There are, I'm pretty sure, licenses though with these games that, for instance, you can install them on X amount of consoles. Yeah. Before you then have to get in touch and say, this is my copy. And they go, oh, right, fine, we'll just replenish your licenses then. Mm. You know, because they, they don't want you sort of one person buying one copy and then giving it to five or six of their friends. But Although, those days are long gone. Um, you know, the days when you used to be able to buy an Xbox, original Xbox mm. game, and lend it to your mate. Yeah. So, I mean, to wrap up then, um, the, the digital age is gradually becoming upon us. I think we are one games console away from having yeah. just a, a hub. 100%. I would heartily concur with that point of view. Yeah. yeah. Is this uh, next generation coming up or the generation after 100%? Yeah. Like, yeah. Prob- yeah. More than likely the next generation. No dish but, but it'll download it to your brain and that's it. <laughs> it's just in your head forever. Yeah. Playing Pong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's. I'm I'm okay with it. I I'm fine with the digital downloads now. Everything I download, digital. That 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 sounds really stupid. Every game I buy is a digital download. Is the really? point nowadays? I, I would yeah. say pretty much mine are as well. I just look at these things on the Xbox Live yeah. Store and I just think, rather than fucking going down the shop, I'm just going to buy this. I'll just put this into my games library. You know. Get rid of Arkham Knight. Put someone else in. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five is still oh, sitting I've there. It's got two external hard drives. Have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and also you get them at midnight. So gone are the days when people queue up for Call of Duty <laughs> at midnight. Now they just t- every time I pre-order a game, though, it turns up the day before. They they, they won't do that anymore. No, I, I've done it like several times recently. Oh really? I got Xenoblade Chronicles like two days early. I think. I uh, yeah okay Xenoblade Chronicles maybe. Yeah, maybe you not. Probably that. wouldn't get Call of Duty or no, 
no. FIFA or Gears of War. You know, not that. games that people would actually want to play. Do bros would want to play. But the point is, it's available at midnight. Like, you're not always going to get it the day before. I ordered the um, Rare Replay collection. Um, and yeah, I, I got mid- that about 20 years ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on one disc for £15, okay? So, um, it's, I ordered it uh, online um, on the day of release. Um, and I, I had the little delivery tracker going, yep, it's going to be here, it's going to be here, it's going to be here. And then at five o'clock in the evening, I got yeah, we're delivering it tomorrow. And so it's not a guarantee that you'll get it a day before. Whereas with this, midnight rolls round, your game is al- it's already downloaded as well, is the point. It just, like let you, yeah, it just unlocks at midnight. Like a switch, Sean, mm. if you like. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm being dragged into this whole digital age, kicking and screaming, really. It's the, the, small, the smaller games as well, you can't help but... Yeah, that's the thing. I, I've, I, I didn't have any digital games up until fairly recently where mm. it's only because there are certain eShop games that I wanted like affordable space adventures and um, fast racing Neo mm. and DuckTales Remastered stuff that basically doesn't have a physical copy so yeah. it's like if I want to play this game I have to download it digitally and so I kind of did it reluctantly and yeah no, I, I mumbling still... the whole time I imagine yeah someone made a very interesting point that the, the reason it hasn't happened yet is because the big console makers need shops to sell the consoles. Yeah. So to do that, the, the, the shops need some kind of incentive, which would be selling that's, games. That's a good point. Because the markup on consoles is so tiny that you need something you can sell with it. Yes. So people don't want to just buy a console. They want to buy a console with a couple of games rather than get home and then digitally download games. The, 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 the console makers have to sweeten the pot something somewhat to say... You can sell the Xbox One. Well, yeah, but you just everything's or the Xbox Two or whatever it be called. Um, well, yeah, but uh, it's it's all digital downloads, isn't it? So what are we going to get from it? We're going to make fifty p on every Xbox Two console, um, and then you're going to reap the rewards from this. So that's that might be why we'll still see disc drives in all the consoles in the future still. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why it, it, the rumours in the NX could be accurate because no one stocks Nintendo games anymore. It's true. It's sad. Sad times. Yeah. Yeah. So you are pretty much a member of the the sort of the hardcore of Nintendo because Nintendo it seems to it seems is being pushed to one side by the other consoles. In this country, definitely. <clears throat> like Nintendo is is completely. Um, it's like Muse fans saying, Muse may not be that popular in the UK, but they're really big in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I think in France, Nintendo is really popular. Yeah. In other parts of Europe, in America, Nintendo is still like a, a pretty big deal. Like this, It's way more... I'd say gaming culture in this country is terrible, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> I know. I, oh, this sounds like another pod starting. Uh, uh, yeah. I just... You look at... like just not enough charts, bright colours. I mean, we're a nation of gamers that play um, first-person shooters and, and football games. And that's it. When you look at the charts, that's like 90% of the time, that's all it is. Do you think America's that different, though? It is. Like, yeah, at the end, America, America, you look at the It's, like, charts. way more varied. Like, they'll be playing, you know, JRPGs and um, just Nintendo games. It was just all kinds but of things. But if you take a top 10 of, of, of in America, it'll still be your fallouts, your... Even your FIFA's, yeah. NBA 2K16, Madden. But there's definitely a much broader range. And I'd say gamers in general have much broader tastes. Like uh, Genres in, in... It just feels like everything nowadays in this country that gets hyped. Every time I talk to people about like what they play, it's like, oh yeah, I'm playing the latest thing. I'm like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh, it's a third-person shooter. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. <laughs> it's like a gritty, realistic-looking third-person shooter. And I was like talking to someone. Someone was trying to sell, funny enough, you mentioned them, Quantum Break. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally talking out my arse when I'm talking about stuff like this because I, I don't know anything about it other than I saw a trailer for it and um, that popped up on the telly and in that typical... Uh, style, it was all fucking cinematics, no gameplay, so I literally came away with it not knowing what the fuck the game was about at all, other than it's trying to make you think it's like a film. Well, it's it's, it's <coughs> live action. It's a third-person shooter, is what I kind of 
gather. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, but then I guess on the fun. Nintendo front, oh, it's another Mario Kart game, or oh, it's another side-scrolling platformer, or oh, it's another yeah, side-scrolling platformer that's now been made 3D, or well, oh, it's the same old characters being... No, because this is the thing, right? Hang on, I just want to finish this point about Quantum Break, I know. And it was funny, yeah, because he was basically like saying to me, he was like, oh, it's really good, have you heard about this Quantum Break? And I was like, oh, no, no, I've heard of it. And he's like, yeah, because do you remember in like Gears of War, you used to have to run up to like a wall and push like X That's to crouch next to the my wall. My least favourite thing about Quantum Break. Like, in this game, you just run up to the wall and someone shoots you, you duck behind the wall. It's like, what, so they took out the one little bit of fucking gameplay the way you had to push it's, a button? It's, it's not it's even like, that. Now you don't even have to push the button, the gameplay itself. Whether they're shooting you or not, you just run up and you hide behind a wall. Yeah. That, it's, it's, it's limiting on a game that, does, that relies heavily on these incredible mechanics. Like, one of the most fun things you can do is you just run, because the idea is you, you, you can time shift, mm. so you end up behind them. And then in slow motion, pull your gun out in like typical kind of spaced style, and then you can shoot them in the head behind them before they get a chance to turn around. And then the the, the, the mechanics are what makes it great. But yeah, the controls are pretty crap. Really? It's like yeah, it's and that's one of the things that winds me up. And the fact that I spend <coughs> a good five minutes trying to climb a, up a box and just keep just running into it. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to climb the fucking box, and um, and, and I turn around, went around the other side. And then just climb the box immediately. I'm like, really, really is that? But what it's good, what's good about it is it's a good story. Mm. The mechanics are fun. Like you, you play games to have fun, and this is fun. Um, and then the live action elements in between that were meant to be a TV series are really good as well with really good actors, They're like crazily good actors that they somehow wrote in to do this. Mm. Um, and the collectibles add to the live action elements. So like you'll you'll pick something up and then something else will appear in the live action parts, as well as some of the craziest collectibles. There's um, in in Act One. I, I know we'll go in a minute. Sorry. Um, in Act One, you um, look at someone's email and it's a script for a film called Time Knife, mm-hmm. and it's like the, the, the it's like this unhappy employee talking about this film and like he's the hero and he's trying to impress the girl. He's sending it to the girl, and the bad guy's the boss. And he's like, and I'm, you know, and he's meant to be like this James Bond character with a, like a time knife, mm. and it's it, it's like five hundred to seven hundred words of, of this guy's script for the film Time Knife that he's, mm. and and apparently as you go on, there's more to it, so mm. I'm looking forward to that. It's a fun game, is okay. the point. I'll there, take a word for it. Yeah, there, there's it's the the most irritating mechanic is that you just go up to a wall and just hide behind it. And I have issues with boxes, apparently. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that changed the subject entirely. <laughs> I would imagine that if it's not your kind of game, is the point, though. So you wouldn't enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So to finish our podcast on digital uh, downloads <laughs> and downloadable content. Uh... Yes. Um, I don't, what else can we add to it, really? I don't know. I think probably succinctly... Digital downloading, like we said, is probably the next console away. That's that's when it'll take over. In the meantime, as with everything, we are at the next stage of the evolution, Mm. which is the digital copies with the DLC and the season passes, which just slowly build up your game into a full game. Yeah, into the the game you should have originally had. And if you're happy paying the premium, do it and ignore everyone else, because it's what makes you happy at the end of the day that means... The most, and that comes from someone who is feeling a bit iffy about having just bought the entire package of Hitman without any clue about whether it's actually going to live up to any of the promises that the developers made about release schedules. So, yeah, <laughs> I always like to end on a high note. So, here's a song <laughs> Turn around every now and then, I get a little bit. <laughs> I'd, I'd also say digital games are convenient. In a world where people are desperately trying to declutter. True. Mm, I love that clutter though. Me too. Don't get me wrong, I love, I love the clutter, yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. like clutter. Yeah. So, so Sean made it through two parts of the podcast without <laughs> mentioning two and a half. Two and a half. I, I didn't mention Coldplay this time. Uh, I didn't, no. Uh, with that, I think we're going to go. So you can hit us up. Oh, God, here we go. 
You can hit us up uh, on Twitter if you have any questions, which is at 2MTOOH. On Facebook, which is facebook.com, T-M-T-O-O-H. Um, or you can email us, which is talk to us at tmtooh.com. Uh, we'll have some blog posts up this week, I think. At www.tmtooh.com. We have the URL. Yeah. Woo! And uh, yeah, that note's still on the wall in Bradford. So uh, just <laughs> just poke, poke the note through the hole, okay? <laughs> and, um, and who knows what will happen. Something. Yeah, might, might get a salty surprise. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening. Um, I'm. I've been Tom. I've. I've been uh, Dan and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>